Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends. And she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one. And the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kid's imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello and welcome to the Kids Story Podcast. I'm Zen from Phillip Island, Australia. Thanks for listening. Thanks for that intro, Zen. And thanks for tuning in, everyone. I'm Phil Bechtel. Before we get started today, I want to let you know that Zen, who just did our introduction, has also contributed some drawings for us. You can check those out on the website. And I want to give a shout out to Scout from Newcastle, Australia. You have got to check out Scout's drawing and especially the map that he made. Is very original and unique. You can find those at kidsstoriespodcast.com. Thanks for those contributions, Scout and Zen, and thanks for listening, guys. I'm excited to be telling a Dropkick Kitty Cat story today. This one is titled, Talking Cats? It was another great day in the Pacific Northwest. Birds were singing, it was raining a little, and bears were rooting through the trash cans. Just kidding. There were no bears. Not today, anyway. Today, the neighborhood was out and about. Kids riding their bikes in circles, playing basketball in the driveways and falling down learning new skateboard tricks. Sisters Lily, River, and Ivy were pulling out their scooters from the garage when a couple familiar faces stopped by. Hey, guys, said Patrick, their friend from down the street. What you doing? Getting ready to do some scootin', said River. Hey, we're looking around for Claire's Lego toys. She thinks she left them outside yesterday, said Patrick. Have you guys seen them? The sisters all shook their heads. Nope, said Lily. We'll bring them over if we see them on our ride. Patrick and Claire continued walking around the neighborhood, hoping to find her missing toys. The sisters could see from the look on Claire's face, though, that she didn't have much hope. And so it went like this for the rest of the week. The girls head outside for the day to play tag or ball or scoot around, and someone else in the neighborhood would tell them about their lost toys. The girls didn't think much of it at first. Kids losing toys wasn't really surprising, especially in the summer when kids are more likely to leave their things outside overnight, until it happened to them. The girls left their badminton rackets and birdies outside one night and came out the next morning to find the birdies missing. 
All right, guys, began Ivy. This is starting to be a trend in the neighborhood. Now, like, every kid around has something go missing, right? Oh, yeah, said River and Lily at the same time. They thought for a moment about all the kids in the past week who had asked them if they'd seen some toy or another. Do you think someone is taking them? wondered River. Let's make a list, said Lily. The girls were pretty good at making lists to help them organize their thoughts. Lily titled the list, Things We Know. It always seems to be at night, said Ivy. Nothing seems to go missing during the daytime. Kids just seem to notice it the next morning. Yeah, like our birdies, said River. I know they were down here before we came in last night. I totally remember seeing them down here. But why didn't they take the rackets, too? said Ivy. Who steals birdies but leaves rackets? The girls thought for a bit, and Lily piped up. They're too big. Everything that had gone missing is smaller. Our birdies, Claire's Legos, all the other stuff, too. It has all been smaller toys. No basketballs or wagons or bicycles or baseball bats or badminton rackets. Lily wrote it down. Then they noticed their friends Jacob and Sophia coming down the road with Dropkick Kitty Cat. The girl's cat, Captain Pooper, rushed out of the garage to greet his best friend, Dropkick. Captain Pooper and Dropkick were rare cats in that they were able to play outside without running away. They even went on walks with the kids, just like a dog does. What are you guys doing? asked Sophia. The sisters explained everything to Sophia and Jacob, and they agreed that something was amiss. Yeah, we've noticed that too, said Jacob. I had some cars go missing the other day. Dropkick and Captain Pooper overheard the kids' conversation. Sounds like someone is taking toys during the night, said Dropkick quietly to Captain Pooper. It does, said Captain Pooper. Should we try to get to the bottom of this? Nah, said Dropkick. Let's see if they can figure it out themselves. And that's what the cats did. They watched the kids try and figure out who was behind the missing toys. Over the course of the next few days, things did not go so well in the hunt for the missing toys. The kids slowly began suspecting each other. Sophia, were you and Jacob playing badminton the other day? Patrick, I thought I heard the sounds of cars racing on the sidewalk coming from over by your house. River, did you guys have these Legos before? Where'd you get them? Their suspicions slowly became accusations. All I'm saying is that we never saw you playing badminton before our birdies went missing. And just the day after they go missing, you guys start playing in your backyard? Well, why would you even make little ramps if you don't have cars to race them on? Let me just come out and say it. I know those are Claire's Legos. Dropkick Kitty Cat and Captain Pooper had seen enough. Well, this turned into an awful mess, didn't it? Dropkick said to Poops. Ah, it did, said Captain Pooper. Do you think it's time we showed them we can talk? Dropkick looked at Pooper and nodded. The two cats approached the group of kids who were now nearly shouting at each other. Dropkick jumped up onto the handlebars of Jacob's bike. All right, all right, all right, that's enough. No more yelling. 
hollered dropkick, as loud as a, as a cat can holler. Immediately, the arguing and bickering stopped completely. There wasn't a voice in the air. All that could be heard were cars in the distance and birds in the trees. You, 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 began Ivy, but she wasn't quite able to get out a complete thought. I talk, yes. Yes, I know it's surprising for you, began Dropkick. We both talk, in fact, but the important thing here is that you all are about to destroy your treasured friendships simply because you can't solve this mystery. No, said Sophia. No, I do think the important thing here is that you are a talking cat. That is definitely the most important thing right here, right now. This is unbelievable, said Jacob. Does anyone else know? No one else knows that we talk, and no one else will, said Captain Pooper. Grown-ups can't even hear us. Only kids can hear us. We don't know why, that's just the way it's always been. And we will likely never speak to any other kids but you. Now, if we could please address this issue of missing toys so you don't all end up friendless by the end of the day. But we have so many questions, said Lily. I mean, you're talking cats. You have questions now, asked Dropkick. You've seen us both do karate, and we're just like, oh, cool, my cat knows martial arts, no big deal. Oh, but now that we talk, oh, now we're something special? The kids just stood there speechless. Dropkick Kitty Cat sighed. Ah, I know you have questions. But for now, let's just focus on the issue at hand, shall we? The missing toys? The kids kind of shook their heads and snapped out of it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, the missing toys, said Lily, pulling out her notebook from before. We wrote down some clues. The kids reviewed everything they knew for sure about this mystery, which wasn't much. Captain Pooper took this time to point out the obvious. One thing I need to mention first so you don't end up arguing again. You are children. You sleep at night. You do not run around the neighborhood stealing toys that others leave out on their lawns. So we can safely eliminate any of you from our suspect list. The kids then felt a bit guilty at accusing each other of theft. They caught each other's eyes and all mumbled their sorries. Me and the captain here will stake out the neighborhood tonight, said Dropkick. That's our logical next step. We'll report to you tomorrow morning with our findings. The kids kind of nodded a bit, but just stood there, still a bit shocked at their talking pets. Me and the captain need to do some planning. Go play, said Dropkick Kitty Cat. And with that, the kids all ran off, sharing their shock at having talking pets and wondering if all animals were able to talk and were they able to talk to each other, and why don't grown-ups hear the animals, and all the hundreds of other questions one would reasonably have after learning what they just learned. I guess we just meet out here later tonight, then. Say, ten o'clock? If we keep our eyes open, we should encounter the toy thief, Dropkick said to Captain Pooper. Pooper agreed, and the two went about their day as they would any other. The kids tried to have a normal day, but it was hard, having just learned that their pets could talk. It was all they could talk about. 
They kept asking the cats to talk more, amazed at even the sight of an animal actually talking. But like any other day, this one finally came to a close and the kids went in for dinner in bed. Each of them was careful to leave out a small toy as bait, though. They wanted to give the toy thief something to come out and get. And it worked. Late that night, Dropkick and Poops crept around the neighborhood like cats do, sticking to the shadows and trying to remain unseen. They found a good vantage point on top of a tall van parked in a driveway. From atop this van, they could see most of the neighborhood while also staying out of sight. They heard a shuffling from down the street and watched as a big wobbly possum lumbered out from under someone's porch. The possum stood up on its hind legs and ate some service berries from a bush. It walked past two of the toys the kids left out for bait, seeming completely uninterested in anything that wasn't food. Then some noises came from the tree line nearby, a rustling among the forest floor. It was completely dark there, and even with the cat's excellent night vision, they weren't able to make out what was back there. The cats decided to get a closer look. They silently leaped down from the top of the van. Their paws padded gently on the road as they crossed the street and crept closer and closer to the tree line. From beneath a large bush, the cats could see, emerging from the dark forest, a little baby raccoon, and then another, and another, and finally a fourth little raccoon. Captain Pooper and Dropkick Kitty Cat knew better than to approach these raccoon cubs. Their mother was certainly nearby and would be emerging from the forest soon. Dropkick and Poops waited and waited and waited. Meanwhile, the little raccoons were searching for food, smelling out trash cans and stealing the bait toys the kids had left out. Once the little raccoons were far enough away that they wouldn't hear, Dropkick said, I'm guessing these cubs are on their own. I agree, said Captain Pooper. If there was a mom, we would have seen her by now. I say we keep our eyes on these little furries and see where they go. And so the cats followed the raccoons around for a while, until they stuffed their bellies with trash and generally wore themselves out. The little raccoon cubs then went back into the trees at the same spot they had emerged from before. The cats continued to follow, and eventually the raccoons led them to an old, nearly collapsed shed far behind the girl's house. Now this old shed wasn't being used anymore. It was so old it had kind of just been swallowed up by the forest around it. The raccoons entered through a hole in the floor, and after a while, the shed went silent. Captain Pooper and Dropkick Kitty Cat returned to their homes for some well-deserved rest. The next day, all the kids, Ivy, Lily, River, Jacob, Sophia, Patrick, and Claire, were very excited to hear what the cats had found. And also they were pretty excited to just see the cats talk again. It was one of those things that was hard to believe even though they had just seen it the day before. Well, kids, began Dropkick, there isn't much to it, really. Four orphaned raccoons living all alone in the shed back there. I guess they're maybe ten months old. They're the ones that have been stealing the toys. And any food they can get their hands on as well. 
added Poops. Raccoons make great mothers. But something must have happened to the mother of this nursery, and these four are back there all alone. So, will we get our toys back? asked one of the kids. Dropkick yawned and stretched. I tell you what. If you really want some of those toys back, then Poops and I can sneak in one day when the raccoons are out and about at night. But they'll likely venture out on their own to find new territory in a few months anyway. I don't suspect they'll all stick around for too much longer. Dropkick stopped talking, and the kids just kind of awkwardly stood there, staring at the cats in wonder. Then Dropkick and Poops realized that the kids didn't really care so much about the missing toys. They were much more curious about talking cats. All right, said Poops. What do you want to know? Everything, said Ivy. Did someone teach you to talk, or were you born talking? Who taught you martial arts? asked Sophia. Have you met other animals that can talk besides yourselves? asked Lily. Can we record you guys talking and put it on the internet and become rich and famous? asked Jacob. I'll stop you right there, said Dropkick. First of all, that's not how the internet works. I don't have thumbs and even I know that. Second of all, we're not going to talk around any other kids. Just you guys. So if you go around telling people you know talking cats, they're just going to end up thinking you're all bananas. And lastly, when grown-ups hear us talk, it doesn't sound like words. Just meowing. Okay, began Lily. But just like, how, you know? Dropkick looked at Pooper, who had in fact fallen asleep, as cats often do. Captain Pooper yawned and stretched and cracked his eyes a bit and said, We might as well tell them everything, Dropkick. They won't leave us alone until we do. And so, the kids crowded around the cats as they told them everything they knew about their origin and how they came to be here and now and talking. The End Thanks for listening, friends. Now, I want you to know that the origins of Dropkick and Poops will be shared on a special episode very soon. Before I share with you the origin of these talking cats, I want to hear your ideas. So if you have an idea about how Dropkick and Poops came to be able to talk and know martial arts, have your grown-up help you send me your idea in an email at kidstoriespodcast at gmail. And I will read some of your ideas on the podcast before the origin story episode. Thanks, everyone. Adios.